The Minnesota Wild do have a pretty solid top four defense pairings, but where do they rank amongst the rest of the Central Division? Plus, in the win against Chicago, the Wild had everything, including a failed five-on-three, a shootout win, and unfortunately sounds like Jared Spurgeon got hurt. We will discuss all that and more on today's episode of Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, this is Brandon Duham and this is Locked On Wild. Welcome into another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you, as always, for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss out on any of our new episodes. On today's episode of Locked on Wild, we take a look at how the top two pairings for each team in the Central rank out. We'll see where the Wild stack up with uh, a very solid top four. We'll also talk about some of the things to pull from the Wilds' win over Chicago uh, in their second-to-last preseason game before the regular season gets going and some potentially bad news on Captain Jared Spurgeon. My name is Seth Topol, your daily Minnesota Wild insider. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. So talking defense today, we talked about top six yesterday, and uh, now we'll take a look at the top two pairings for every team in the Central Division. And it's a division in which you have some very, very high-level defensemen mixed in you've got Kale McCarr of course you've got Roman Yossi you've got the likes of Jared Spurgeon and Jonas Brodeen you've got Miro Heiskanen there's a lot of really good defensemen in this division but there also are some instances in which teams are trying to hide players uh, in their top four that um, are being paired you know, with much like what we've seen uh, over the last several seasons with Matt Dumba and Jonas Brodeen is where you've got one defenseman that can bring you something offensively, but is really not defensively inclined at all. Uh, and so you pair them with a really good defensive defenseman uh, to try to just hope that everything will balance out, that the scales will align uh, as you go and um, more often than not, they do sometimes and, uh, other times they don't. And it's interesting too, because you have varying levels of offensive skill with these defensemen as well. Makar, Yossi, both very capable offensively. Josh Morrissey of the Winnipeg Jets emerging in that particular area as well. And this is, I think the one spot in which the Wilds don't measure up as well. Now, two years ago, when the Wild shattered every offensive record that exists, they were getting a lot of help 
from defensemen in scoring, largely in part because the offense was holding on to the puck so much that the defensemen really didn't feel like they had to uh, guard against potential breakaways or odd man rush situations. So they were able to largely step up in the play and uh, focus more on the offense. This past season, that was definitely not the case. You had defensemen that were really safeguarding against any potential for uh, turnovers to go the other way. And so we saw the uh, we saw the defensive production for the Minnesota Wild drop substantially um, over where they were at uh, the previous season. Uh, 22, uh, 21-22, you look at uh, what we had uh, for the Minnesota Wild defensively, and um, Jared Spurgeon, 10 goals. Jonas Brodeen had 30 points. Alex Goligoski had 30 points. Spurgeon himself had 40 points. Matt Dumba had 27 you had Dmitry Kulikov with seven goals, John Merrill with 20 points. And so it was a uh, grouping of defensemen who really were able to chip in and contribute on the offensive side of the ice. And then you look at uh, what happened this past season, and uh, those numbers dropped. Spurgeon did still manage uh, 34 points. You had Kalen Addison, who chipped in with 29 but uh, we saw a big drop in uh, Alex Goligoski's production uh, as a result of his play also decreasing, dropped to just six total points. John Merrill had a drop in his production. Jonas Brodeen down to 14 points. Matt Dumba down to 14 points. Jake Middleton had 15 points. And so you see that drop in, uh, in production on defense with a focus more on the defensive side of the ice. And this has been a wild team that has had good defense for quite a long time. They routinely are in the top five in terms of uh, goals against uh, and other defensive metrics. And um, that was the case last year as well. You, you took out those first three games of the season in which the Wilds gave up 20 goals. You take out those first three games – and the Wilds over their next like 60 were at like 2.1 goals allowed per game. So obviously the defense has the potential to really ratchet things up, um, which is why, depending on what the news is with Jared Spurgeon, and uh, we will have an episode for you tomorrow as well once we learn more uh, about Jared Spurgeon's uh, injury situation. We'll talk about that more at the end of the show. But depending on Spurgeon's availability, this is a wild top four that I think has the chance to be really good this season. Brock Faber stepping into that spot is uh, a very responsible defenseman. He's very capable on the defensive side of the ice, which is going to allow for this top four uh, to be able to really help uh, limit chances for opponents. But it's not just about the top four. We'll rank the top fours today, but 
as much and as good as the top four for the wild has potential for this season, there obviously are major questions about that third pairing. Uh, not really sure yet what the starting combination looks like. If we see a timeshare in one half of that grouping, but that pairing was a bit of a problem last year and they won't be, they can't replicate that this season. If they do, that's going to cause some problems for this wild team. But also this is part of kind of the running it back is with those same personnel, there's a much likelier chance that the same thing happens and potentially gets a little worse as opposed to everybody in that combination playing better uh, than they did. So it's, it's a dice roll that top four is going to have to really help carry some of that uh, pressure. Uh, But you put that top four toe to toe with, I think really anybody in the, uh, the rest of the central division And um, I think that's why we'll see the Wild up near the top um, with that Spurgeon, Brodeen, Middleton, Faber top four. Uh, But we'll rank them officially when we come back. We'll take a look at uh, where the Wild slot in and who else is in the conversation as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. Swing into the NFL with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. And if you've been thinking of joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. You could place a $5 bet on the over this weekend between the Minnesota Vikings and the Kansas City Chiefs, and you would get bonus bets to throw down on such player props as Justin Jefferson's receiving yards, Kirk Cousins and Patrick Mahomes passing yards, and uh, maybe even if you are feeling super lucky, Isaiah Pacheco's rushing yards against the Minnesota Vikings defense. Whichever player props or spreads or over-unders you choose to bet on, make sure that you visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Welcome back to today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. For the everydayers, make sure that you check out our season preview for the Western Conference that will be uh, unveiled uh, Friday afternoon. We'll take a look at some of the biggest questions facing Western Conference teams. Uh, Myself and uh, Nick Morgan of Locked on Predators are the hosts for that special. So uh, make sure to check that out coming to your podcast feeds Friday afternoon. So let's rank the top four defensemen on each team in the Central Division. And uh, we're just going to go in order. We'll start with Arizona once again. Their defensive pairings, J.J. Moser, Matt Dumba as your top pairing, and then Yuso Valamaki and Sean Dursey is the second pairing for the Arizona Coyotes. Over to Chicago, Wyatt Kaiser and Seth Jones, your top pairing. Kevin Korchinski and Connor Murphy is your second pairing uh, for Chicago. Then we go to Devon Taves, Kale McCarr, 
Bowen Byram and Josh Manson. That's your top four for the Colorado Avalanche. Dallas Stars, Ryan Suter, Miro Heiskinen, Thomas Hartley, and Yanni Hockenpah. Minnesota Wild, Jake Middleton, Jared Spurgeon, Jonas Brodine, and Brock Faber. The Nashville Predators, Roman Yossi, Luke Shen, Ryan McDonough, and Tyson Berry. The St. Louis Blues, Nick Letty, Colton Pareko, Tori Krug, and Justin Falk. And the Winnipeg Jets, Josh Morrissey, Dylan DeMello, Brandon Dillon, and Neil Pionk. So obviously you have those top-level guys, those upper echelon, the um, Roman Yossi, and the Kale McCars of the world. But if we were to rank uh, kind of where things play out, I got to start the rankings first and foremost by going with the Colorado Avalanche. Obviously, you have Kale McCarr, but Bone Byram is a very sneaky good defenseman for the Avalanche, and he's on your second pairing. Devon Taves also very good in his own right. And so for three of your four to be Kale McCarr, Devon Taves, Bowen Byram, um, that, that is a fantastic grouping for me. They've got offensive upside, but uh, they also have some uh, good skills defensively. And so well-rounded. Uh, for this avalanche group um, is kind of the the reason that they end up taking the top spot uh, as opposed to uh, a few others in the mix. Um, We will move to, and I'm going to go with this one too, just because I really like, I really, really like kind of the, the mix that this grouping has. I'm going Nashville second. Roman Yossi, Luke Shen, Ryan McDonough, Tyson Berry. You've got Yossi, who has a ton of skill um, on both sides of the ice, especially offensively, very adept there. But you've got some bowling balls in Luke Shen and Ryan McDonough who can lay the physicality. And McDonough is an old wily vet. Uh, he certainly has been around the block a few times. Tyson Berry thrown into that mix as well. I just, I really like that mix for the Nashville Predators. So I'm going to put them at number two. I'm going to put the Minnesota Wild at three. Again, Middleton brings the physicality, and you've got two of the most underappreciated defensemen in the NHL and Jared Spurgeon and Jonas Brodeen. And then you have Brock Faber, who's slotting into Matt Dumba's spot in the lineup with the uh, opportunity to really help uh, make some noise for the wild uh, with that group. After that, I'm going Dallas. Um, I know Ryan Suter. He's not getting any younger, but Miro Heiskanen is great. Yanni Hockenpah has had some great moments as well. Um, But uh, I think the wilds with their top four um, have the edge over the Dallas stars. I then am going to go with the Winnipeg Jets. Again, Josh Morrissey had a a very, very solid season, a ton of points this past year. And then you have the likes of Neil Pionk in there. you got Brandon Dillon and uh, Dylan DeMello in there as well. I'm going the Blues next. It's a group that's getting up there in age. Nick Letty is still very good. Tori Krug, Justin Falk, Colton Pareko. That's that's a solid four 
uh, for the St. Louis Blues. Um, but some injury concerns and some age concerns uh, for that foursome uh, for the St. Louis Blues. Then I'm going with J.J. Moser, Matt Dumba, Yuso Velamaki, and Sean Dursey for the Arizona Coyotes. Um, and it's not anything real. Um, it's not anything real negative about that group. I mean, Dursey is going to be a good pickup there. We know what Matt Dumba is at this point in his career. Um, you don't really, you don't really go through that career renaissance um, at this stage in your career. You kind of are what you are, and then we finish by uh, process of elimination with Chicago. Wyatt Kaiser, Seth Jones, Kevin Korczynski, and Connor Murphy. It's a young group. I mean, I, I like Wyatt Kaiser as a prospect, and I think the uh, the Blackhawks did a good job uh, going with him um, and uh, getting him up to the NHL level, giving him an opportunity to kind of get himself uh, acclimated at the NHL level. The Seth Jones contract is a mess. It's it's not a great contract, and Jones certainly has some flaws as a player. And so with a pretty common theme here that uh, Chicago is still distantly behind and trying to take some incremental steps forward, uh, but it's going to be a process for them to do that. And so I end up with uh, Chicago at last. But again, Minnesota Wild, your top four, they are definitely upper half. They're uh, they're probably in that three or four range, depending on how you, uh, you voted for them. But again, it's not about just the top four. That third pairing is a concern. And especially considering the uh, news that was making the rounds after the Minnesota Wilds beat Chicago in a shootout earlier tonight as they continue their preseason. So we'll try to get the latest updates on the captain's status and what we can expect if he does end up missing time at the start of the season. That is on the way as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. When you're drafting your fantasy team, do you ever wish you could do the same with your business team? If you're building a roster to win the league, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Hate waiting? Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. Visit Indeed.com slash LockedOn to get your hiring started now. Again, go to Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. For the everydayers coming up tomorrow, we will take a look at the X-Factor players for each team in the Central Division, and uh, we'll rank them 
as well as we continue with our rankings, gearing you up for the start of the regular season, which is Thursday uh, against the Florida Panthers. We'll have some preseason. We'll have some regular season content ramping up for you as the week moves on. So make sure that you stay tuned and subscribed to Locked on Wild wherever you listen to your podcasts. The win against Chicago in the preseason had everything you would want as a Minnesota Wild fan. It had a failed five-on-three by the Minnesota Wild's new-look power play. Uh, It also featured a shootout win in which Freddie Goudreau somehow didn't score. It featured some uh, trademark Marc-Andre Fleury windmill saves and uh, shootout saves. It featured a Matt Zuccarello goal. It featured a um, Marcus Foligno goal. It featured a Pat Maroon goal as well. And so um, it's it, it was just for a dress rehearsal, it's pretty much everything you could expect uh, at this point in the preseason. Got very physical at points. And at one point during the game, Jared Spurgeon was going to fish a puck out of the corner and uh, he ended up getting crunched into the boards by uh, something called, um, I forget the name of the player now, but uh, it wasn't a household name to say the least. Uh, I think it was Reese Johnson was the uh, the player that ended up hitting Jared Spurgeon right along the boards and uh, ended up knocking him out of the game. And the uh, update from Coach Dean Evason after the game, quote, it's not positive, but we'll get a better evaluation tomorrow. So just what we needed with the preseason winding down in the season just about here. Now, again, we don't have any more information to go off of other than that it didn't look good. And how many times have we seen that um, players suffer injuries in games. I mean, Brock Faber did it uh, in tonight's game as well, where he kind of inadvertently did the splits. He ended up staying in the game. But we've heard plenty of times where it's like, yeah, this isn't going to be good. And then the player ends up being able to somehow superhumanly work through it. So we are going to wait and see what we get for a development and uh, then we'll react more to it uh, once we have definitive uh, idea of what exactly uh, is going on. But uh, the way he kind of got pancaked into the boards, you uh, you figure it's more upper body than lower body. But we'll uh, we'll wait and see. Uh, Spurgeon left the bench, did not return. He uh, spent most of the rest of the game in the uh, training room, and uh, so now the. Uh, state of hockey holds their breath because not only is Spurgeon pretty important to what um, this team does out there on the ice, the fill-in scenario for Spurgeon's spot in the lineup also gets concerning because the Wilds carry seven defensemen. And so by process of elimination, That means that you have a lineup then that has both John Merrill and Alex Goligoski in the game. I would imagine from a lineup coverage perspective that if Spurgeon misses a handful of games or multiple games, 
you're probably going to see Alex Goligoski slotted up to the top line to fill in and to play next to Jake Middleton. But something that Dean Evason alluded to during the preseason, during training camp, is that the Wild have toyed with ideas for um, some different, you know, different line combinations, different pairings, depending on who's in and who's out. And so I wonder if you see maybe some shuffling um, of those uh, those pairings a little more uh, aggressively to try to accommodate for Jared Spurgeon being out of the lineup, as opposed to simply saying, well, if he's out, we just fill that spot with, uh, with Goligoski. And then you have Merrill and Addison as your third defensive pairing. I wonder if we see a little bit of a blender for those, depending on how things play out. It it would be a huge loss for this team, and that's a deflating way to start the season, if indeed that is the case. But um, at this point, that's really all we have to go off of. Now, as far as the rest of the game went, of course, the third-line combination of Marcus Foligno, Marco Rossi, and Freddie Goudreau, and that's the first game goal of the game. That is the only acceptable outcome uh, that we could have uh, have had in this game. And so it's it's a Felino goal to start. The Wilds trail two to one, and uh, it's looking like kind of one of those sleepy preseason games. Minus some chippiness, Connor Dewar did fight in this one. And so uh, for those of you on Fight Watch, uh, you can add a plus one to the tally. And then... Pat Maroon had the tying goal in regulation after Marco Rossi won a puck battle behind the ice, able to lift up a stick, steal the puck away. They get it to Maroon. And it's funny because you see Pat Maroon when he has the puck at that point by the net, he kind of hesitates for a second. And he's like, am I, am I going to really be able to park one here? But then he just lets it fly and he's able to get it past Arvid Soderblom and the Wild tie it up 2-2, not a whole ton in OT, and um, one shootout goal for the Wild. That was Matt Zuccarello. Every other attempt was a uh, failure, including Connor Bedard and uh, Lucas Reichel being absolutely uh, hung out to dry by Marc-Andre Fleury, who was definitely feeling it in uh, in the shootout against his former team, but I thought all in all looked uh, pretty solid. So we collectively hold our breath to see what the news is on Jared Spurgeon. But beyond that, for a preseason game, minus the uh, special teams, the power play side at least, not looking particularly good um, in their uh, five-on-three especially. Minus that, Again, it's preseason, so it's hard to uh, it's hard to pull a lot from these games. Now, you could argue that this is the most NHL caliber game that the Wild have played so far, and they ended up coming away with a win. So that's uh, that's thumbs upable. But again, if Jared Spurgeon misses time for this team, that's that's a huge blow. And so we'll see what happens, and that will do it for today's episode of Locked On Wild. Again, we thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. 
Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss out on any new episodes throughout the course of the week. We have new episodes for you every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.